This episode of the Noble Warrior Podcast is brought to you by C.K. Lynn Mindset Coaching for Entrepreneurs. Whatever mental blocks in your life you want to overcome as an entrepreneur, fears of failure, inability to take the actions you know there is to take, fear of success, three steps forward and four steps back, or even that thought of not feeling deserving after achieving all the success. Coaching is one of the most valuable tools you can have. It's an investment in yourself, and it can yield some of the highest returns. C.K. Lin has the skills that will empower you to achieve the most accelerated results you've dreamed of. To help you get started, C.K. is offering podcast listeners a free strategy session with him, a $1,000 value. Visit TalkWithCK.com and schedule your free session today. I'm really excited to be doing this podcast with James Lin. Why I want to have James on the show is he's a serial entrepreneur and he's also really committed to his personal and professional development. And I want to hear how they are operationalizing what they learn from different modalities, different domains, and bring that into their life, bring that into their relationships, bring that into their businesses. So thank you so much for being on the show, James. Thank you, CK. I am uh, honored and grateful for this opportunity to share my story and to share with your listeners and share with the world. Mm. So why don't we actually start off from, why did you say yes to my invitation, to my request? Uh, well, for one, I realized that um, through my journey, I discovered my purpose. Mm. And my purpose is to share um, my journey mm. and uh, to serve mm. and um, it was just the right time and moment for me as I have gone through this incredible journey of self-discovery empowerment and I realize I have a voice I want to share mm. so um, the right opportunity came at the right moment oh, beautiful was there a moment where you realized, like, I have a story I want to share? Yes. When I was at uh, Tony Robbins' uh, Date with Destiny, mm. the, the first one that I went to mm. in December, I discovered my destiny. Mm. And at that moment, I realized this path of you know, I've gone through, and we all go through so much, um, but by sharing it, even when I can impact one person, I feel that I'm growing mm. and sharing my light. Mm. So there is a moment, um, well first at UPW, mm. in, which is what? Unleash the Power Within, mm. uh, in November, I broke free of so many limiting beliefs, mm. beliefs that you know came from perhaps when I was young, and um, you know when I was bullied or when I first moved to America, and I felt like made to feel like not enough. Mm. Uh, I didn't understand the culture. I didn't understand the language, and um, so from that, I feel <clears throat> in the past I would you know, just stay low to the ground. Mm. I remember uh, distinctively like, um, you know, being bullied very badly um, when I was like five or six. 
and just somehow like it, it's called the, uh, the genesis of identity okay where you know when you're young when you feel like uh, something happened where caused you pain mm -hmm. and then in that age um, you made a decision mm -hmm. and that decision was like ah you know from suffering and that pain of like being picked on mm. I learned like oh you know be very private mm -hmm. or just stay low to the ground mm -hmm. yeah and so um, when I broke free of those limiting beliefs mm -hmm. I felt ah I want to share it I want to share how I broke free mm. uh, how I, did you break free um, you don't have to share a specific process per se mm -hmm. I mean if, unless you want to mm -hmm. but Share, you know, share with us, you know, unpack that a little bit. How did you actually break free? Because I, I was assert for the people who are listening, mm -hmm. they may have already identified some limiting beliefs or mindset that they know that it's holding them back, mm -hmm. but they are unable to mm -hmm. let that limiting belief go. Yes. So how did you do that? So one was the, I mean, at UPW, they have a lot of different exercises. Sure where one in particular is called the Dickens process. Sure. Most people, they don't want to go into the pain mm -hmm. or into the fear. Right. And that process actually makes you dive in mm. and make that pain double, triple. And then from that, utilize pain to shift your perspective mm. into seeing the same scenario, but from a new point. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. So during the Dickens process at UPW, I recalled the pain of being bullied or you know, when I you know, first uh, moved to America, as a child, I didn't see it as uh, this opportunity to go in, you know, for a better education, the American dream that my parents had in mind. I just saw it as being uh, removed away from you know, my father mm. uh, because he stayed in Asia. Mm. So the Dickens process, you go into the pain and you magnify and magnify. And then from that, you look at how that decision has impacted you in the past, mm. right? Like how it's affected. Oh, you know, like uh, I was uh, relatively shy and like, you know, uh, didn't really know who I was, you know, like uh, looking externally for affirmation or uh, love. Um, but when I went through the process, you then move it to the present. How has that decision that happened to you, or like what happened to you in the past, how has that affected you in the present? And then it affects like, oh, your relationship with your family, with your friends, with yourself, right? And then it's very interesting because it then goes into the future. Mm. See, most people don't change because it's... They don't, um, they don't feel like enough pain or enough pleasure to change. That's mm -hmm. how you create lasting change. Mm -hmm. um, so by doing that process where you bring up like these old beliefs of like, I'm not enough or it's the number one and two fear that people have mm -hmm. is that I'm not enough mm -hmm. and I'm not loved, mm -hmm. right? So I'm not loved for who I am, I'm loved because of XYZ achievement. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's, um, that's uh, sort of the decision, another decision I made when I was very young because I, you know, um, 
like when I came to LA, I just fell in love with basketball. You know, mm -hmm. Showtime uh, and Michael Jordan, and uh, but I always remember like being just so bad at mm -hmm. it. You mm -hmm. know, and I distinctively remember a time where, you know, I was always picked last in school in the playground. This was when I was like five or six, mm -hmm. and I recall like this moment of just feeling like I was about to be picked last, mm -hmm. and. You know, it's usually the two most popular kids in, on the on the court that becomes the captain. They pick, right? So one time I was supposed to be picked last already. I was already last, but this guy said, "No, I don't. I don't want him. Mm -hmm. it sucks too bad." Mm -hmm. You know, I was very short. I was uh, uncoordinated to say the least. Um, and I remember when he said that, the other captain said, "You have to take him. Otherwise, it'll be six versus four. It'll mm -hmm. be unbalanced." Mm -hmm. And so they got into a fight, mm -hmm. like a physical fight, like a brawl in front of me mm -hmm. over how badly I sucked. <laughs> and I remember feeling so embarrassed and so, such pain of like feeling not enough mm -hmm. that I, um, I ran home and I was like, I was like um, expressing myself to my grandmother, just like beating myself up, just like, oh man, like there's something that I love so much. Mm -hmm but I wasn't born with it. Mm. And uh, she basically uh, looked at me and said, what are you gonna do about it? Mm. And I remember making a decision. The wisdom of grandmother. The wisdom of grandmother, you know. Uh, she comforted me with some amazing uh, Taiwanese food. And then she uh, said, what are you gonna do about it? Mm. I remember being like six years old and like putting my foot on the ground and saying, no matter what, I'm gonna be great at basketball. Mm. So I made a decision of mm. my outcome. Mm. And you know, I, I basically learned the 10,000 hour rule. Like, mm -hmm. um, so I was just practicing all the time. I was playing basketball. I had a basketball with me wherever I went. And mm -hmm. I said, what do you have to do? You have to you know, shoot the hoop like 20,000 times. You have to dribble like 50,000 times in order to be good. But the key is it wasn't work for me. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the entire process of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it took like uh, 10 years before I got to like high school and I made the team. Um, and uh, there was an amazing coach who believed in me, made me captain. And uh, in that uh, year that I was captain, our team won championship mm -hmm. for the first time in like 22 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember another decision from that was like, ah, look, I feel, you know, like I, I overcame something that I thought was impossible. Mm. And that was a core part of who I became because, you know, that belief uh, is still with me today. Mm. Like I could pick up a completely new hobby mm -hmm. and just have zero talent in it. But if I decide the outcome and I'm willing to, you know, um, give it my all mm. without worrying about failing without um, without um, giving up mm -hmm. like eventually I'll mm -hmm. be good at it right yeah so um, from that was like a, a belief that came mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. um, but then I started to tie achievement mm -hmm. with uh, what I was really after just love and mm -hmm. approval mm -hmm. you know from my family from my father mm -hmm. And um, through my journey, when I realized 
you know, through pain and suffering, I realized that um, it had nothing to do with achievement. Mm -hmm. It's like what they say, the science of achievement mm -hmm. uh, versus the art of fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And um, when I awakened, mm -hmm. it had nothing to do with, you know, the businesses that I started. You know, I started a business in my mother's garage with a few hundred dollars. I built it up, I got very lucky, you know, and I just um, was always creating value mm -hmm. or looking for ways to, to create value. But there was maybe a subconscious thing there mm. that was like, ah, but then I'll feel, you know, acknowledgement. Then they'll love me. Then they'll love me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They'll validate me. Exactly. Yeah. So when I broke free of that and realized that the foundation, the core mm. of value that I was looking for was love and connection. Mm. Um, and, you know, I opened up to my father, I mm. expressed to him, you know, um, this how I felt. Mm. And um, I learned something called the five love languages. Well, before you go there, yeah. actually, I'm curious, what, was, what caused the awakening moment? Was it just simply you were laying around one night and came to you or was there through a specific process or a specific book or a specific teacher? How did you awake it, yourself? You know that feeling when, you know, you, you, um, you work so hard for something mm -hmm. and then when it finally arrives, mm -hmm. you know, how long does that feeling usually last for? A nanosecond. A nanosecond, right? Yeah. Like it, it doesn't last that long. Mm -hmm. So I realized through the progress of um, whether it be investments or building businesses, I realized I was always still seeking more and more mm -hmm. externally. Mm -hmm. But when I started going through this um, incredible self-discovery mm -hmm. of finding myself, mm -hmm. I was ex you know, just learning a lot of different truths mm -hmm. you know, out there and then defining who I am. Mm -hmm. There were certain moments of a peak Mm. And again, uh, usually relates with pain. Mm -hmm. Like so, for my father, I uh, expressed to him like, "Oh, you know, like, you know how much I love you, bro." <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, you know, he wasn't um, he wasn't expressing that back. Mm -hmm. And I was like starting to, you know, like, oh, you know, feeling uncomfortable. Like, oh, why isn't he saying it back? Mm -hmm. And then I caught myself. Mm -hmm. The new me, the awareness. Yeah, the awareness of mm. like, you know what? He's talking really quick. Let me, let me hear what he's actually saying. Mm. Um, and I've learned that my grandfather never expressed to him, mm. to your father, to my father, mm. like that he loves him. Mm. So then I realized, oh, it's, he doesn't even know the word. Mm. It's a generational thing, mm. but through journey of self-discovery you know like um, you know uh, exploring the world um, just like being present and truthful to yourself mm. like what you are really about mm -hmm. I uncovered mm. that and mm. then from that I basically you know ran with it mm. yeah I asked that question because I, I would also uh, speculate that a lot of people who are listening to this are either aspirational entrepreneurs mm. or entrepreneurs who are striving to make their first hit, mm. right, mm -hmm. a single. Mm -hmm. And to them, it's like, oh, why are you guys talking about this? I want to be successful. Mm. Mm -hmm. But 
from all the high performers, entrepreneurs, leaders that I met, yeah. at some point they realized like that is an empty pursuit. Yes. I mean, yes, go for that success for mm -hmm. sure. But at some point they realized like, well, is there all there is? Mm. Is it all about hitting my net worth goal or my revenue goal or my uh, relationship goal? Mm whatever well, so was there a moment where you felt like that um, existential stress mm. was there a moment yeah I I feel like a specific moment um, would probably be like when I felt great pain and suffering and I realized that it had nothing to do with money success mm. it had to do with internally finding what you're about mm -hmm. see most people they see like um you know very successful people mm -hmm. right they, they you know it's kind of like the tip of the iceberg mm -hmm. right they can see the the surface and they're like mm -hmm. oh they're successful but they can make assumptions like Oh, they never suffered pain, or they mm -hmm. never, you know, they, oh, they were born with it, or mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. What I realized through my journey is to really be successful, it's not about what you can achieve; it's mm -hmm. what you can serve, mm -hmm. what value you can bring to the world. Mm -hmm. And there's a distinction there because people who focus on, let's say, a number, yeah, that's what they focus on. They just, you know, um, can manifest that. But mm. that, the highest, the highest um, dream that you can set mm -hmm. could be the limit that mm. you're holding yourself back. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Mm. That's beautiful. So what other processes have you come across that really help you let go of these limiting beliefs? So, um, through my journey, like, uh, basically, um, just uncovering so much uh, from within uh, through you know uh, UPW do date with destiny uh, I basically been on this journey with this year mm -hmm. I essentially opened myself up to just growing mm -hmm. growing for the sake of contributing mm -hmm. And from that, mm -hmm. I basically like, you know, I've done Landmark, mm -hmm. um, I'm looking into TM, I've been training in Transcendental Meditation. Kind of, yes. yes. Um, I've been um, training in Europe, mm -hmm. uh, everything from public speaking to coaching to mm -hmm. empowering people. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've learned to just free myself from, ah, there's just one perspective, one mm -hmm. truth, mm -hmm. and to just dive in, mm. dive into just learning what's out there. Mm. What is the best in the world mm. and how they're, how they're sharing, mm. how they're teaching, mm. how they are empowering people. And from that, creating my, my truth, mm. if you will. Well, I, how did you pick these teachers? What are your criteria for picking these teachers? Um, is it just through what they say online? Was it through uh, friends' recommendation? Was it through a felt experience with them? Mm -hmm. So I learned about this idea of modeling after the masters mm -hmm. uh, from Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, again, I, I've been to probably like 
eight nine events mm-hmm. uh, this, year. this yeah. year which is a lot yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've been traveling all over the world and part of it is modeling after someone who's already excellent mm-hmm. uh, who's already outstanding in what they are in their gifts uh, part of it's the, an intuitive part of me that I've learned to uncover of trusting your instinct mm. when people are talking about their experiences so you know one of the things I, I would do is um, go around asking people what is one book mm. that absolutely changed your life mm-hmm. and then I would um, you know when I when I ask for let's say recommendations and mm-hmm. opinions mm-hmm. I, I found I think maybe from entrepreneurship like a lot of times people ask questions mm-hmm. that are biased mm-hmm. like in some way okay like um, if I say um, if I ask this question of like you know oh I heard cross CrossFit's amazing, you know, I've heard so much great things about it, you know, like, uh, what's your experience with CrossFit or how has CrossFit empowered you? Mm. That's leading you to an answer of what I want to hear versus, you know, what's one, what's one um, tool that you use that has absolutely empowered you Mm. and just open slate. I see. And so learning to ask better questions, learning that the quality of questions that we ask determines the quality of life that we have. Yeah. And then intuitively, I've gotten better and better at trusting my instinct of like, oh, that resonates with me. Mm. Oh, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, you know, um, or this book about, um, about flow, about mm. stealing fire, you know? Like, um, you know, there's so, much, there's so much content, there's so much out there. Right. Um, we have this buffet of information source that correct. we can all get. Yeah, correct. And we all have these, um, you know, filters mm-hmm. that we can tell what's authentic to who we are. Mm-hmm. So just being on the lookout with that intention mm-hmm. has really helped me. You know, once breaking free of the limiting beliefs of seeking externally mm-hmm. validation or externally acknowledgement from within. Mm-hmm seeing what resonates with me mm-hmm. and then just uh, you know um, being open to talking to a lot of people um, you know about what's transformed their life mm-hmm. and then as they're speaking their truth see what resonates with you mm-hmm. so what are some of their books that you have come across that change your 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 life that empowers your life sure I have a few like uh, I would say one, um, one of the earlier ones was um, uh, Four Hour Work Week okay. by Tim Ferriss. Yeah. So when I started building my business, um, I was always of the mindset. I applied that same idea of uh, basketball. Like I'm just going like, to work, 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 work. Outwork everyone. Just outwork everyone. Just yeah. like, you know, and I remember just this mindset of, okay, I'm just going to, you know, and... and you know there was um, there was success with that, mm-hmm. but when I read that book about the four-hour work week, mm-hmm. it just opened my mind to what is possible, mm-hmm. right? So then I started testing. I started, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go buy a ticket. I was always a planner before, but I'm gonna buy a ticket. And I'm gonna show up somewhere in the world and then just see what happens. Mm-hmm. So, oftentimes, again, people go away from fear mm-hmm. and pain. Mm-hmm. Now I've learned. The greatest reward is where the fear and pain is. Right. Like, why is it causing you pain? Mm. Why is it causing you fear? Right. And then, again, usually it's something that, you know, maybe happened even when we were so young Mm. that unconsciously we took that 
mm. and made a decision with that. Mm -hmm. But then when you flip down on the upside, you're like, oh my God, I just love flowing all the time. Mm. Like for example, with, uh, with flow, like I remember, you know, when I first uh, came to the US, I was always like, you know, uh, dancing. Mm -hmm. I was always, you know, like uh, Michael Jackson and I was always like dancing and jumping up and down. I remember somewhere along the lines of growing up, I, 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 and I was like, people would say, oh, why are you so happy? Or like, why, you know, like calm down, you know, like, right. and I think just subconsciously I, I turned down the volume, mm. so to speak. And it wasn't until I discovered my flow, mm. that's part of my destiny, mm. is to be flow, to share flow, mm. and to teach flow. Mm. And so um, I love that, and just recognizing who you are. You should write that down somewhere. I, I do. Yeah, I have okay. a I have yeah. a poster here that they have at. Uh, That's great. Uh, that you create where you visually uh, remind yourself, like, mm. what do you stand for, mm. right? To to the listeners out there, you know, again, there's many ways to to make money. There's many ways to succeed, mm -hmm. but when you can combine it with something that you know your purpose, mm -hmm. one, you have a incredible advantage because you're playing the long game mm. right if you know your outcome mm. you know that your outcome is to serve and people serve through different ways mm -hmm. right so when I discovered my outcome to serve through flow mm. then I started proactively seeking out mm. what goes towards that outcome mm. like our unconscious then picks up like oh okay there's so many conversations oh that conversation flashed in my mind that book about um, um, for our work week or mm. that book about uh, eat move sleep mm. that was when I had a breakthrough about health mm. I remember like doing this open-eye meditation in the you know I went to the full moon party mm. uh, in, uh, in Koi Samoy and I remember wandering into the waters like, a couple hundred feet out and I laid there and I just had an awakening about man I should really treat my health mm. as the foundation of everything because yeah. with energy you can do anything mm. with energy you can show up more in your relationships you mm. can show up more for your for your business or you can show up more for your family friends mm. you know um, mm. so those two books had really had an impact because once I started reading that book e move sleep I started to just take a lot of tools from it like standing when I'm working like uh, mm. moving around or like learning about the 80-20 rule or uh, Pomodoro techniques mm -hmm. again the, the key a, a key is to at times chunk up into what is your intention behind what's working. chunk up chunk up is like to look to zoom out to zoom out gotcha. to look at the you know what you're doing from a 30,000 feet high angle mm -hmm. right oftentimes we can get in the rat race and the details of like okay mm -hmm. in this business I gotta do sales I gotta do marketing I gotta do this I gotta do this but that's why I love traveling mm -hmm. taking you out of your normal day-to-day -day element mm -hmm. and then asking yourself the t tough questions mm -hmm. yes I, I've been doing this but like what is the truth what is your truth and then zooming out, chunking up to look at, well, reminding yourself of the why. Mm. People focus on the how right. way too much. Mm. But when you remind yourself of the why, mm. then you're unconscious and you put yourself into flow state. Mm. See, our unconscious is so much more powerful than our unconscious mind.
-hmm. our unconscious like if I took a look around like my conscious records like there's that there's that there but our unconscious records everything all the books you've ever read all the TED talks you ever watched on it your unconscious when you're in flow state your unconscious brings forth the relevant information mm -hmm. when you need it where you need it how you need it mm -hmm. And I found, uh, you know, whether it's uh, through traveling or, you know, going into the wilderness and meditating and just being still and, you know, uh, embracing Mother Nature or just like finding some silence or time mm -hmm. to just think mm -hmm. proactively versus mm -hmm. reacting, mm -hmm. right? There's so much to react to in the world, right? Yeah. And um, when we discover that from within our purpose, then we'll proactively start to manifest things and mm -hmm. draw upon things into our lives. So those are um, uh, two books that I felt were pretty, like the health and uh, the foundation of uh, sleeping better, you know, um, and then also just the possibilities of, you know, the four hour, uh, mindset. It wasn't that, you know, like I worked four hours a week. Right. I definitely didn't work four hours a week. But, you know, what, compared to what I was doing before, just like, oh, I'm just going to grind it in some dark warehouse somewhere, right. <laughs> you know, versus like opening up, um, exploring, learning from, um, learning and sharing and growing from even different cultures around the world. Right. And then saying, oh, that makes sense. Why do people do what they do? Right. Um, so I found... Um, you know, they say that you're the, you're the average of the five or six people that you're closest to. Mm -hmm. I found that sixth person for me, mm -hmm. once I uncovered about books and knowledge, mm -hmm. uh, that sixth person is masters or people from the, who've, who've uh, shared through books. Mm. So then I just started to just read, read, read. Mm. And, you know, you, there's so much information out there. Mm -hmm. And you can absorb and learn from people who've already done it. You know, like uh, Michael Phelps, who, you know, he won so many gold medals. Mm -hmm. Like, what are the characteristics mm -hmm. that really people who are, you know, in peak, peak state, what are they doing? That's mm -hmm. consistent across the board. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I would say like... Um, you know, uh, different books have different impacts mm. on my life. And to reread those books mm -hmm. at different parts of your life, you actually absorb and learn mm -hmm. different things. Mm. Um, there's a lot of different places I can go with. <coughs> I'll start off by saying <coughs> I actually listen to my own podcast. Mm. Beautiful. Because I'm at a different person, mm. a different time. Yes. And so I can actually hear different things mm -hmm. from what the guests have told me or told the, the audience. Mm -hmm. So I actually listen to that. So it's a beautiful practice. Thank mm -hmm. you for sharing. Do you, um, how do you, do you look at it more like a portfolio approach where, you know, a specific date, a specific time that you would say, hey, from this time to this time or from this month to this month, I'm going to focus on growth. Mm -hmm. Or is it all for you would be, let me just, take a hiatus and all focus on growth this mm. whole year mm. versus taking a more of a portfolio approach. So I've learned um, about immersion, mm -hmm. complete immersion 
allows you to break through like uh, before maybe like I would um, you know read a book uh, like uh, maybe next week read another chapter next week read another chapter now I've learned the power of immersion mm -hmm. so like this year in particular I've been just cleared my plate to just go full on into super growth mm. and that's just going into like events or seminars where you know for five six days you just go fully in and play full out mm. and just immerse yourself into it completely mm -hmm. so I found that um, to be a great practice where when you have the breakthroughs that you have at different events it then becomes about space repetition mm -hmm. about incorporating that into your life right the so, hours that you were talking about earlier correct yeah so um, the portfolio approach um, I technically am doing that because I'm immersing in different things right um, but at the same time like I found the power of presence mm. to be completely focused in on something mm -hmm learn the breakthroughs, feel what you feel, mm -hmm. and then from that create like a routine. Mm -hmm. uh, create, um, you know, uh, I read this book, uh, I think it's called How, Do you, How to Change Your Mind in 21 Days. Mm. Um, so after UPW, I, I took a, a solo RV trip mm -hmm. uh, up into Portland. Mm. And I remember I was reading, uh, I was reading, uh, I was learning and consuming so much uh, knowledge Mm -hmm. uh, in that state um, and then setting out the plans mm -hmm. for say like um, morning routines mm -hmm. and then incorporating and then keep testing keep adding what speaks to you most and mm -hmm. what impacts you the most mm -hmm. from a third perspective mm -hmm. so I, I love that you listen to your podcast because oftentimes we live from our first perspective mm -hmm. But when you can shift into third, mm -hmm. you can then see things that you can't see from the first perspective. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, let's just say from me, from my first perspective, there can be certain blinders, mm -hmm. right? Blind spots that we don't see. Sure. But when you shift into the third, you can then say like, you know, uh, how often do people not acknowledge themselves? Mm. Right? How often do people just keep thinking, what's next what's next I'm gonna double my sales oh great I'm gonna, oh, now I'm gonna triple I'm gonna 10x I'm gonna how often do people not just stop and just say acknowledge themselves for what they've already accomplished mm -hmm. and what they've already done mm -hmm. um, so from that mindset I found um, just um, from the third perspective mindset you can see the truth. Mm. Again, like um, there's certain practices, certain things that I do, like I've learned from different teachings. Like for example, um, one is to look in the mirror mm. and to acknowledge yourself every day. Mm. Like acknowledge yourself. Like um, just go on a rant of like seven things. Mm. Just uh, say your name, James. I acknowledge you for. Mm. I acknowledge you for recycling today. I acknowledge you for oh, walking that person across the street. Mm. And that builds a certain muscle within you mm. of, and also a practice mm -hmm. of acknowledgement. Um, also like forgiveness, mm -hmm. commitment to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I added the last one, which is gratitude. Mm -hmm. It's like a muscle. 
people often see like somebody walking down the street they're like you know uh, super peak performance uh, state you can say like oh that person like they you know they run a triathlon or there's you know um, super uh, super fit or mm -hmm. strong and people can see that outside mm -hmm. But how often can you see into other people's minds how much work they've done mm -hmm. into growing and empowering themselves through you know, books or through... Uh, how do you see that? How do I see? In others. How much um, work they have done to overcome whatever challenge they have to achieve mm -hmm. the, physical, the physical state, the mental state, the emotional state, the spiritual state. How do you do that? You can, you know, just intuitively when you're talking to people, you can see who's present to themselves, mm. right? And that's something, you know, through uh, calibration or just looking at how, how authentic people are to mm. who they are, mm. right? And that's, you can tell, like, people who are super grounded and know their purpose, they know their outcome, they, they put in the work mm. or, you know, they, they uncovered what mm. their truth is. Mm -hmm. right. So my next question would be, because you invested quite a lot of money, right, to the Tony's Platinum program, mm -hmm. it's a, like a hundred grand or something like that, right? <clears throat> so for your friends who are listening, mm -hmm. I have a specific person in mind, mm -hmm. uh, that's a mutual friend of ours. Mm -hmm. He doesn't do programs. Mm -hmm. He likes to do um, self-exploration. Mm. What would you say to someone like that? You know, like, hey, you may want to invest in yourself as a way to help you get to the next level of whether it be business or success or fulfillment or relationships. What would you say to that? Because you've done nine programs or nine seminars yeah. in one year. One yeah. may say that's a lot. Yeah. So, and not just the time, the effort, but mm -hmm. also the actual dollars, right? Right. So, what would you say to someone like that who's listening? I would say that... Um, Different people have different ways to grow mm -hmm. and learn, mm -hmm. you know. So um, how one learns can be dramatically different, right? Like some people learn through um, uh, visually mm -hmm. seeing things versus um, uh, hearing it, um, you know. So I just found that this works incredibly well for me because of all the transformation that I've had. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but to others, it just depends on what their mode of learning is, right? Um, I would say one of the one of the deciding factors that I felt was listening to my intuition, mm. right? When I was at uh, Day with Destiny in December, and there was just a part of me that just felt this was the right thing, mm. and um, this was the right path. Like mm. it just resonated with me, and um, you know. I would say then I compared it to like an MBA. Mm -hmm. So you know, before in the past, I thought like uh, when I was an undergrad, I, I really wanted to, you know, uh, go to MBA school. Mm -hmm. And I went through this process of like, you know, taking a GMAT, studying for, it, and then when I got there, I realized, is this what I? I asked myself, is this what I really want? Mm -hmm. Even though all the work that I did to get to that point, right. you know, I was going to go to USC. I even went to orientation, um, but to uncover what resonates with the way you learn mm -hmm. best. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, this was probably the, the, a commitment that I made really quickly mm -hmm. based on my intuition. It was one of the best decisions I made because mm -hmm. of 
all the all the changes. It's it's um, it's hard to like say to compare to say like oh you do this you will get this result. It's people discovering from within what how they learn. Mm. You know, and um, you know, there's a lot of truths out there. A right. lot of um, a lot of knowledge out there. Sure. So you know, our mutual friend, they could go uh, on a different path completely, but mm -hmm. still, there's many ways to succeed. Right. It's just owning what works for you, and to be, to, um, to be, brutally honest mm. with like, if this is moving you forward, what are you willing to do or commit mm. to get to that next level? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. There's a lot of different paths in a mountaintop. Yes. Right. Yes. Metaphorical. And mm. once you get to the mountaintop, quote unquote, you mm. also realize that there's many mountaintops. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, and it's a complete self-evaluation. So what I heard in everything that you said is, well, find your own path, mm -hmm. uh, look for different teachers, mm -hmm. immerse yourself, mm -hmm. and cultivate your intuition. Yes. Like that awareness, that awareness towards yourself. Yes. Like what actually feels right for you. Yes. Is that? Yes. And there's this other concept of um, when, I, when I made this decision mm -hmm. at the beginning. And, um, again, afterwards, I, I looked back. It's like, oh, it's a big decision. It's a big uh, cost, time, commitment. Mm -hmm. um, but it's this idea of victory mm -hmm. to the big mind. What does that mean? So... You know, when I started my business, I, you know, I had to figure out, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I had to be really creative and figure out, you know, um, maximizing uh, the resources that I had. Right. Right. And so I realized what got me to a certain level was that skill of like, okay, uh, if there's, you know, I ended up... Um, in 2008 going all in on real estate mm. um, I use this example of like if there's three um, contractors that you could work with there's like the you know the most cost-effective there's medium range and then there's the most expensive right so I learned when I was starting out I had to go with you know I had to discover how to with limited resource how to get really creative mm. with that um, the most cost-effective, right? Right. Maximum outcome. Ma maximum. Yeah. yeah. And then as I built that up, I realized that I got to the next level. What got me here isn't what's going to get me to the next level, right? Because certain skills that we learned, uh, let's say, like I, if you had asked me even a couple of years ago, would I have spent this capital? I'd be like, you know, no way. Yeah. But as I'm learning, even from like my mentor. Um, just observing just like victory to the big mind mm -hmm. is this practice or art of like yeah you hit a certain level but you have to let go of certain things mm. right let go of certain mindsets mm. that the principles may apply but like um, you know elevating your standard mm. and I felt that's what I did mm. with um, with that decision mm. and so Committing to growth, mm -hmm. commitment into yourself mm -hmm. and your truth. Uh, I would say it's a victory to the big mind because you know mm -hmm. the small mind might be like, oh, this, uh, you know, where can I get? Is this return gonna, you know, like uh, just keep going into like trying to figure out 
oh, is this actually going to return? Versus my intuition told me, spoke to me like, ah, oh, this, this is for sure the path. This mm. is not just the MBA about how to be successful. This is you know, tied in with everything, mm. right? With health, um, uh, contribution, with growth, with love, um, with teaching other people. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I made my decision. Mm. Yeah. So you've carved out, carved out a certain budget, a certain time, a certain mm-hmm. effort mm-hmm. to the pursuit of growth. Yeah. You have immersed yourself in different wisdom teachings, more specifically Platinum Partnership with Tony Robbins. Right? Mm-hmm. He's, your, he's your guy right now. Yeah. So what, are, what other ways do you put in place as a way to help you elevate your standard? Or continue to live at that elevated state rather than, oh, it was great for a weekend and then mm-hmm. let me go back to my normal state now. Great question, and I always share this with uh, you know people who inquire about this now or ask me like how do I maintain this state? Mm-hmm. It's um, breakthroughs can happen any moment, mm. right? When you are in a, a change of state, mm. if you will, you break through. You see what is possible. By state, you mean a momentary emotional feeling. Is that accurate? Yeah, like uh, the state of how you're being. Okay. Right? So I just wanted to make sure that our listeners yeah. understand what so, we're talking about. So with that, like from that state of transformation, mm. it's not just about mountaintops. It's mm. about enjoying the entire journey. Mm-hmm. Even the challenges as opportunities for growth. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I did immediately was um, I started to do priming in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I started What's that? To, priming is basically this practice uh, where uh, one you you do deep breathing, so you mm-hmm. oxygenate the brain. You you know first thing you get up before like um, reacting, you know cell phones things like that. To do deep breathing, drawing energy within you. Then you bring up three moments in time when you felt so grateful mm-hmm. and you go into those moments. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're reliving those moments of gratitude, mm-hmm. right? Then you visualize, you visualize like um, your outcome. Mm-hmm. You visualize like uh, what, what is your, not just goal, what is your outcome? And mm-hmm. see it as done already. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a, a way to prime yourself for the day mm. so to set your intentions mm-hmm. is another one and also to to kind of feel like you, you, you know another part of it is uh, visualizing like a, a light cleansing you giving mm. you strength mm. um, so it's a combination of all those things that put you into a state where you're like oh, I'm ready for today Today mm. is going to be another incredible day, regardless of what happens. Mm. Because every day is amazing. Mm. Every day is another day where you know, we have so much to be grateful for. Mm. What we focus on mm-hmm. is where the energy goes. Yeah. Right? So um, if we're focused on what we fear, mm-hmm. that's what you're creating. That's what you're putting your energy and attention to. Right. Rather than having your outcomes at the beginning of the day like okay i'm i'm uh you know at day with destiny one of my contribution outcomes mm-hmm. is to give and give now mm-hmm. so there i um 
I put out to the universe that I'm going to build my first school right. and uh, uh, dedicate it to my grandmother. Mm. And it's a funny thing, when you release it out to the universe by saying it, um, by writing it, by, you know, um, you know just uh, constantly focusing your intention and energy on it, mm. there's something very powerful about the law of attraction. Mm. Um, you know, somebody then introduced me like, oh, this person's already built a school in the mm. Philippines. You know, mm. let me introduce mm. you guys. Mm. Um, so priming has a lot of, it also creates a certain certainty mm. um, that grounds you um, to prepare you for the day and also prepare you for taking the steps, progress mm. to your outcomes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, Where do I even begin? For the people who don't yet quite believe the power of our intention, mm. this is hard to fathom. Because mm. mm. it feels like a lot of woo-woo stuff, like, mm. mm -hmm. you know, it's not tangible, it's not measurable, mm. how do you actually do it? But if you really think about it, everything that you see around you at one point was an idea in someone's head. Mm -hmm. And there is a gap between intention and reality, mm -hmm. physical reality. Mm -hmm. So how do you actually sustain that intention to reality? I think what you're sharing is a very powerful practice. And you know, people may not actually practice everything, but I think a good place to start may be putting yourself in a state where you are resourceful. Yes. Uh, as in, what are you grateful for? Yeah. You know, what do you want to acknowledge? What have you done? You know, as a way to, you can call it whatever you want to call it, placebo effect, and anything. I don't care anymore, right? Mm. At this point, I care about the effect. Mm. The effect is I am more resourceful because of these practices. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, go for it. Mm. Mm. Whatever you want to believe, right? Mm. I, I'm very much in the same way, you know, priming and, you know, get into the body and meditate mm. and mm. resourceful and set my intention and what are you grateful for? for sure, all of that. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to underline to someone who's listening, who may not be a convert just yet. Mm -hmm. Whatever you do to put yourself in a more resourceful state, mm -hmm. do that thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Do it. And then you can try out some other things that these you know, practices that James are talking about because at the end, it's about, if you're listening to this particular podcast, it's about results. Right. Are you more resourceful to go out and actually bring that beautiful idea in your head into reality? If yes, do it. Mm. If no, stop doing it. That's it. Right. right. It's pretty simple yeah. from my point of view. Yeah. Testing out different things, I would say, um, you know, because I was very, very left-brained. Mm -hmm. um, You're speaking to one right now, too? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very, very uh, just very very logical mm -hmm. and um, that can be a great attribute mm -hmm. for you know uh, building businesses and things like that um, but I would say when I on this journey I started just keeping an open mind mm -hmm. to what is possible mm -hmm. and then just testing it mm -hmm. I'm like oh I, if I absolutely believe in this and you know consistently show up mm -hmm. it's like Oh, it works. Yeah. You know? Oh, you know, versus, you know, I would say to uh, some of your listeners, one, the problem is usually not the problem. Right. The problem is usually the state that mm. you enter the problem in. I see. 
So the same scenario can happen, but from a different state, a state of empowerment or a state of like a resource that you have where you just absolutely crushed it, from that state, more possibilities can emerge and mm. more choice can emerge. Mm. Uh, and that, I believe, is tapping into your unconscious mm. as well. Mm. When you're in state, you know, because there's, there's like, let's say, different parts of us that wants different things. Mm. And sometimes we're in conflict. Like, oh, we want uh, A here, but then we don't want to give that up to for B, you know. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's like finding the congruency of who you are, where all parts of you are coming together to stand for what your purpose or what you're about. Mm. Finding, and that's like, uh, to me, that's like about flow, mm. right? So again, it, you don't have, it, the power of the mind and mm. what you believe in is incredible, mm. right? So test it out. Right. And if something's not working, yeah. then try something else and try something else, right. you know? Um, but yeah, I would find uh, from my journey, like the more I've opened my mind to the possibilities. Mm. And uh, again, I don't, now when I'm learning, it's not like, oh, I have to agree 100% with one methodology, mm. right? But from that, if I if I have a filter like oh I, you know you're whatever. already step skeptical yeah you already if you're already skeptical about something yeah you know if you already have that filter and lens then your mind will make that true yeah like oh yeah I was right yeah. this is you know this is, doesn't work this yeah, doesn't work yeah, yeah, you yeah. know and you just make that right versus if you approach completely from a open mindedness mm -hmm. you could learn let's say 10% from this, uh, you know, from this book, mm. because you could reject 90%, but if you take that 10%, mm -hmm. and then from another book or um, uh, idea, you take 50%, mm. then you're building more and more knowledge, mm -hmm. versus like, I don't want to change, or I, I don't, you know, I, I, I heard this, or my friend said this about this book, therefore, right. like, oh, you know, I respect him, therefore, you know, this book is, is not what it's about. So let me ask you this, to some people it's scary mm -hmm. to be that open-minded, mm -hmm. to really look mm -hmm. the whole construct, the whole scaffolding of their belief system, mm -hmm. all their memories, mm -hmm. good or bad, mm -hmm. right? traumas, mm -hmm. things that are embarrassed about, mm -hmm. things that are traumatized by, the bullying experience. Right. So what do you say to that, you know, is, it's scary, so what do you say to them? I would say that um, one of the things that I've learned from my mentor is that how uncomfortable you're willing to get and be there is inversely related to how successful you'll be in life. Mm. Because that's where the growth is. Mm. Again, the fear is there for some reason. Mm. Like it's the, you know, the, the past, um, you know, like the, the mind wanting to protect itself, mm -hmm. right? The, the, the human survival instinct mm -hmm. of like, oh, you know, like this is uncomfortable, therefore I don't want to feel it. Mm. Um, just from experience, mm. breaking through at, you know, at, at whatever pace there's at times uh, dissatisfaction opening, when you break through, you'll say, your mind then like, you know, uh, you'll think, what else is possible? Mm. Like for example, uh, you know, before 
let's say with skydiving. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when I was like 17 or 18, a friend of mine was going into the military. He said, "You want to go skydiving?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Yeah, let's do it." Mm-hmm. And the night before skydiving, mm-hmm. guess what I did? I mm-hmm. I googled <laughs> how many people die skydiving. <laughs> As a left-minded person would do, right? Yeah. Not really move. I even watched a video of some guy bouncing. So. Oh man. I backed out. Uh huh. And I had always felt some kind of regret uh-huh. from that, you know. And so, throughout the years, um, I broke it down into multiple steps. Uh-huh. Right. First, it was like rock jumping in uh-huh. Hawaii. Uh huh. You know, I was like, oh, this is fine. Like three, cliff three, four, diving. Cliff diving. Yeah. 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 Like, this is fine. This is actually pretty fun. Yeah. And then next, um, I went to uh, Rio uh, when I was exploring the four-hour work week uh, lifestyle. Went to Rio for the World Cup. Yeah. And uh, found out that uh, hang gliding is one of the safest places in the world to hang glide. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So you you go off the 5,000 feet and you basically, you run off a cliff and then you're, it's like a big kite. Right. And you're just soaring through the clouds. Right. Then I was like, I think I'm ready for skydiving. Yeah. And um, then, like, uh, some time passed, and another friend asked me, You want to go skydiving? I said, right. Sure. And so we go to Santa Barbara. Yeah. And it's the only place that they advertise on the West Coast that can go 18,000 feet right? versus 13,000. Okay. You have to go you have to a little wear, longer. A little longer, yeah. yeah. You yeah, have to yeah. wear oxygen masks. You have oh, to go nice. up this plane. Wow. Uh, like, extra, like, you know. Five ten minutes um, to climb to the ascent, and uh, I remember when I got there to that desk, mm. everyone in the group had went for thirteen thousand, mm. and I said, "You know what? I'm already here. Let's do eighteen thousand." Yeah. When you go, when you do something, you go, you go big. That's how, <laughs> that's your style. That's my style. Yeah. And um, when I jumped off that plane. Like, uh, first, just to share with the viewers who, if they haven't been skydiving, like, uh, they'll open the door Mm -hmm. and they'll say, okay, on the count of three, we're going to go. Right. And uh, on the count of one, they just push you out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they must have had too many refunds or something at two. (laughs) So, but because I was the only person doing the 18,000 feet, I witnessed this. So I was like, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. And so after everybody went, you know, I'm just there. uh, climbing, climbing, climbing. The door opens. You know, you, you always have to go with the instructor. Yeah. Tandem. Um, right. Tandem, right. Yeah. And uh, they put me outside the plane. And all of a sudden, I hear my instructor say sorry to the captain. So apparently, he opened the door too early. Mm. So I was hanging outside of the plane for like a good two minutes. <laughs> just felt like a lifetime, right? Wow. And I was just hanging there like a kangaroo. And I was like looking down. The whole ride up, I felt a sense of calm. Like, this mm-hmm. is, you know, I'm ready for this. Yeah. And even when I was hanging, I was like, oh, man, this is a unique experience. Mm, I get to actually unique. hang out a, a, exactly. on a plane. Again, yeah. it's what, what the it. mind, you know, what you, what you focus on. And then um, when I first went, you know, this is on video, like that first moment of, like, free fall, I was like, oh, man, like this just rush. But after that initial moment, I, like, just basically rocked out the whole way down. I was doing like Superman, you know, I was like, and let me just share this with your uh, listeners. When you do something 
that you once thought you could not do in your life before, that mm. it was not a possibility, and you do that, mm. your brain then opens up to thinking, what else mm. can I do that I mm. once thought I couldn't do? Mm. And that is an empowering feeling because mm. then you realize the you now in the present mm. is so much more wiser, uh, you know, there's so much more growth, there's so much more, you know, um, you, you know, uh, the adult you, if you mm -hmm. will, mm -hmm. you know. What have you limited yourself mm -hmm. from past experience, maybe a, a rejection when you were, you know, in middle school or something like uh, asking a girl for a dance or something like that. What, what did you previously decide was like, ah, you know, was, and has that hesitation? It empowers and opens up so many doors mm -hmm. and the more you do that the more then you you know you can a uh, metaphor could be like leveling up in a video game mm. right you're just adding more and more levels and mm. then you I don't want to say achieve you break through mm. you break through to more of what's the possibility that you can create for yourself mm -hmm. and create for others mm-hmm and that's what I would say. It's like if something, you know, something really, f you're really afraid of it. Mm -hmm. A question is why? Mm -hmm. Where did this fear come from? Mm -hmm. Sometimes people even forget about it consciously, mm -hmm. like something that happened to them when they were young, right? There could be a, some kind of negative anchor, mm -hmm. right? Like if, um, if uh, let's say for example, if I was six and um, uh, you know, uh, somebody took a clipboard mm -hmm. and was just hitting my head, and beating me up on it, right? <laughs> beating me up. It could be like 20, 30 years later, uh -huh. we'd be having a great conversation with a friend, just have a magnificent uh, night hanging out. All of a sudden, they bring a clipboard out, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't exactly remember being beat up by a clipboard, right. but my, my unconscious is like, signal. SOS danger danger yeah and, oh, oh maybe it's CK I don't know what's you know I, I, and then it's a fight or fight feeling that comes up right so to really go into why does it make you feel uncomfortable I think is important mm. because again at the end of that wall and I've, I've broken through a, a lot and again mm. it's a journey right mm -hmm. but when you break through of walls that once limited you the possibilities open up and that's mm. such an empowering feeling then you were like, oh, well, you know, I was this way before because of what happened. You know, like, for example, um, even doing this podcast, mm. right? Um, you know, I remember uh, when I, I think it was like sixth or seventh grade, all of a sudden this memory came to me mm. just recently. Like I was part of a play mm. where I was literally like the tree in the mm. play. I was a prop. And I was mm -hmm. just standing there, and I was just, like beating myself up, like, "Look, ah, oh, you can't have," you know. And then wait, why are you beating? Yourself I was beating up? myself up because I was judging myself for being like no speaking role, I like see, you, you know. You. And then maybe you know the past of like being bullied and like got it know, uh, came up, right. and then so now uh, just empowering myself to share my voice. Right, I realize it's my it's part of my destiny. Yeah. What a journey from, yeah. being, from, from <laughs> being a tree to a noble warrior. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, and then I realized it's, um, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. It's about what I can, you know, impact, you know, what I can share. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, as I uh, broke through this year, starting to 
do Facebook uh, live uh, videos. Oh, and right. Amazing, by the way. You <laughs> thank keep you. doing it. Just keep dancing. <laughs> thank yeah, you. Amazing. Thank you. I Just reminding it. myself that even if I can impact one person, mm. that you know that I'm serving, I'm mm. contributing, mm. and that has elevated me to rise above the the mm. natural uh, previously mm. uh, tendency of like oh you know like um, I don't have to speak in front of a lot of people mm. right? versus now it's like what can I share mm. with people through my journey because mm. everybody. Everybody has challenges that they overcame. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a voice. I, I truly believe that everyone has a gift. Everyone mm -hmm. is amazing as they are. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, we, they just don't see it. Mm -hmm. or, or they uh, reflect what is a so social or cultural conditioning mm -hmm. of like, oh, I got to go this path mm -hmm. in order to be aka successful or right. you know, do what my parents expected out of me you know, in certain cultures. Right. Uh, but the process of freeing and awakening yourself is um, it's so beautiful that mm. I just want to, to share like um, and take it step by step if you want or when there's opening of where discomfort becomes to a certain point where discomfort becomes like there's an opening of like where you're gonna make a change and you're gonna make it now mm. break through and then make actions that commit yourself to that mm and um, you know continue to grow mm. right um, you know when I was done after college I was like oh I don't have to read anymore and I was <laughs> like no that's not true <laughs> there's so much the more I've learned the more there is to learn I found. right um, so you know there's some statistic that after college you know a certain percentage of the population is just like oh, I don't have to read anymore right now it's I would say you know, reading allows you to get insight into what other people and their stories of what they share. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, there's so many incredible journeys out there from people overcoming, you know, phobias to past traumas and bullying. Um, yeah, bullying or mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, um, yeah, whatever fear that they had and they overcame it and they share that. It's a beautiful thing because that inspires more people to say, hey, you know, oh, he's a, he grew up in, a, you know, uh, in San Gabriel Valley, like uh, Tony actually uh, came from uh, San Gabriel Valley. Mm. Say, so, oh, that's possible. Mm. To see what is possible of, mm. you know, what life can be possible. Mm. I felt uh, truly empowering. You know, one of the things that I realized for, because I'm very much, so I grew up with tiger parents very much an outcome-driven type of uh, parenting. Mm. If I didn't achieve a certain outcome, right. the effort wasn't worth it, kind right. of a thing. Right. Yeah. So I learned that over the years, the analogy, the metaphor is if I'm watching an NFL play mm. and say, hey, I want to do football, mm. but I'm not yet at an NFL level I'm worthless for not being an NFL mm. without realizing that they, they took 10,000, probably 20,000, right. probably yeah. 30,000. So I'm right. going from zero and judging myself mm. from being a zero where they are already at 20 to 30,000. Mm. And, you know, then, and of course, it's like, I'm not doing that, mm. especially if I come from an outcome-driven kind of perspective. Right. Versus an effort-driven 
like hey I'm gonna enjoy every step yes. of the journey enjoying the process enjoy the process yes. so one of the latest things that I'm practicing right now is boxing in mm. yeah. case in point and it really got me to that primal state of uh, survival because mm. someone is punching me in the face <laughs> right and I will notice these being aware of the awareness these flinching moments mm. where I know logically in my mind I should lean forward and make a hook or whatever it may be the mm. combination that I have mm. but when that fist is coming your way the second time yeah, <laughs> yeah they already punch you the first time right. the, the fist is coming again in the second time mm -hmm. the flinching is real mm. and then for me spiritually speaking it's a perfect opportunity for me to actually lean forward because mm. that's where the growth opportunity yes. happens yes beautiful Right, I love that. Yeah, and and that's actually people think like, why a PhD guy, entrepreneur, why are you doing this boxing thing? It makes no sense. Mm. But for me, it's actually a spiritual practice. Because mm. the thing is, I can meditate all day and believe that I can be calm, mm. and I am calm most of the time. Yeah. How do you become a meditative when someone's punching you in the stomach, in the face, in the body shots? Mm. That to me is the real test. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So similarly, entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. you can be meditative all day, you can have all the theories all day, mm -hmm. but when you're looking at your cash flow mm -hmm. and you gotta make payroll, mm. and sometimes you're like, how the hell am I gonna make that happen? How do you actually tap into the inner resource and be creative and actually make that happen? That's when the real test comes. Mm. That's the way I look at all these different paths, but it's still the same spiritual path, just mm. different way. Yeah, as a parent, as a spouse, as a brother, as a son, as a friend, as an entrepreneur, as a leader, as a podcaster. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, it's about flow. Mm. Like what you mentioned about boxing. Mm. I think that's a... A great example of like where your primal instincts kick in, right? You know, when someone's actually punching fight, you. fly, or freeze. Yes, and so I would say tapping into one's flow and what resonates with them. Let's say boxing in your case. When you let's say practice or you do it over and over, where you're unconscious, then like knows what to do to react without thinking I gotta defend mm -hmm. right and just reacting and unconsciously and mm -hmm. ducking mm -hmm. when you're in that state of flow mm -hmm. your unconscious knows what to do mm -hmm. so I would say similarly to business when you're looking at cash flow you can react to like okay uh, you know sales I, I need to get this or this if you put yourself into that state of flow mm. and apply that to that context, mm. new things will emerge. So let me ask you yeah. a follow-up question there, yeah. right? So in the book Blank, Malcolm Gladwell said, mm -hmm. you know, this whole idea of flow and tapping into it, mm -hmm. he said, you're more likely to make the correct choice when you have all the 10 hour, 10,000 hours already. Mm. So you can actually be more intuitive and connect the dots in mm -hmm. the correct path. Mm -hmm. Right, in the blink of a moment, hence the name blink. Yeah. So I can tell you that right now, <clears throat> if I trust my instincts yeah. in boxing, yeah. when I'm still, still learning, mm -hmm. I'm going to make the incorrect uh, assessment. Mm 
mm. and freeze because mm-hmm. that's the fight flight or freeze right that's yeah. like what the primal instincts will resort to mm-hmm. so in the learning process then how, how do you distinguish basically being flow at the same time mm-hmm. knowing that you're doing training does that kind of make sense yes. what I'm asking yes so I mean um, as someone coaching you with mm-hmm. the boxing mm-hmm. so when you model mm-hmm. after someone who has done a hundred thousand hours mm-hmm. you can learn unconsciously from them I see. and you can get there much quicker gotcha. without putting this you know because I, I had this thing uh, also as well before of like uh, what is a master mm-hmm. like ah oh, you know I haven't done 10,000 hours what is a master actually let's go that go that go go down that rabbit hole so before I would uh, I would relate it from my past experience like oh I, I you have to do 10,000 hours mm-hmm. to become a master mm-hmm. but that's a judgment and a limiting belief mm-hmm. that only when you hit 10,000 hours will you become ready mm-hmm. so master you know, a friend mentioned this to me. Um, could be said as uh, when you have someone to teach. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So that kind of perspective helped me be conscious of the language that I was using because uh, for a period I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, Tony said this. This person said this. You know, and you know, there's truth that the master's being. You know, Tony's done it for 40 years, mm-hmm. but." You know, for me, if I think, ah, oh, only when I get to 40 years will I become a master, mm. is not congruent yeah. with the truth of like, this is something that, you know, as far as coaching or, or mm-hmm. empowering people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can do right away, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But without judging yourself that, to placing that label of like, only then will I be ready. Mm-hmm. Again, that could be a, uh, you know, a hesitation or some kind of past limiting belief mm. of like only when you put in 10,000 hours will you become a master. So I would say the one... readiness to teach. To readiness to teach. But a master can be someone who has someone to teach. Mm. Um, I found by modeling after someone who's done it for 100,000 hours or however many, mm-hmm. you, you learn from it much quicker. Yeah, I see. So even besides just doing it and like, you know, uh, training, like sparring, mm-hmm. watching how somebody who, you know, trains seven days a week or, mm-hmm. you know, who, you know, I don't know, won a gold medal or like going for the best and mm-hmm. observing them, mm-hmm. modeling after them, learning like, what did they do? What did they do that's uh, different, that makes them Mm-hmm. You know, win a gold medal, mm. right? And then from that, you can take away so much more quicker. Mm. I found. You know, one of the best ways I learned as a way to accelerate learning, because I'm the kind of person, and also I would assert people who are listening to this podcast, is more about achieving the outcome more accelerated way, right? More mm. effective, more efficient kind of way. So one of the mental model I want to share with with, the, with you as well with the listeners is... Um, you learn from the masters or even the grandmasters, mm. people who've been done it a lot more hours than you. Yeah. And you also synthesize and teach those who are a yes. few steps behind you. Yes, yes. So it's this learning and teaching way mm-hmm. will really help you articulate, well, number one, be aware of what is it that you know, mm. what is it that you don't know, mm. as well as to embody it. 
because yeah. now you're also accountable to embody it to your students, whoever it may be, right? Yes. And this way, learn one and then teach one to me is, learn from one and teach to another one is to me the most accelerated way that uh, you can really learn something. That's the way I think about it. I, I agree with that uh, 100%. Um, I realized uh, when I am at these events, um, taking notes and learning, but with the intention of teaching it, mm -hmm. you learn it in a different way. You absorb more. Mm -hmm. Because if you only learn what you consciously think applies to you, mm -hmm. there's so much more uh, material content that you might just filter off versus mm -hmm. when you're learning to teach mm -hmm. you know um, you just activate your brain in a so much more engaging way mm -hmm. and then when you teach it one you're sharing the love and you're sharing the knowledge mm -hmm. two you're also absorbing it mm -hmm. so much more quicker so I, I definitely agree with that and that's something that I uh, I found um, through my journey of like learning and then sharing it mm -hmm. learning and sharing it and so you know before uh, I had this language with what is a master that like okay after this year uh, or after you know then I'll, I'll, I'll start be I'll, I'll feel like I'm more ready to share mm -hmm. versus when that when I had that that two millimeter shift in mindset mm -hmm. then I just started just sharing that's awesome sharing from the heart yeah because otherwise you're always I can speak for you I was always in student mode. Right, right, exactly. Uh, You're always judging I'm always yourself like, ah, I could have, I could be better, I could be better. Right, right, because right. yeah. I'm looking at myself through the NFL player, bringing Correct. that uh, you know, Correct. metaphor Correct. back, right? I'm yes. looking at the grandmasters, I'm looking at world's number one. Correct, <laughs> yes, yes. Or, or, or even for me, since I'm in the, uh, in the intersection of entrepreneurship and spirituality, I'm looking at the grandmaster, the Confucius, mm. the Lao Tzu, the, mm -hmm. right, the Alan Watts, like these right. are like right. master storytellers, the, the Jesus Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not ready to be that just yet. So um, cool, beautiful. So since your purpose, your mission is to share about flow, mm. do you wanna uh, finish this uh, podcast with some of the tidbits of because I know we went over a few already but mm -hmm. to summarize if people are interested in tapping to flow mm. more mm. in their life yes. what might be like three things that they could do mm. to actualize this idea if they're inspired by your story mm. so I would say for one like when meditating or think of the moments in their life where they felt the most flow right so one is to recall the moments and be there like go into those moments like recreate that in your mind with your eyes closed as vividly as possible and take a look around and see like that memory that's a part of you already when you were in fully flow state and you had a resource within you so recall that memory and go deep into it and then from that step into a certain context where you feel unresourceful mm. right so it's a practice of basically like you know um, whatever hesitation or fear comes up you know about uh, you know making a decision to go with uh, you know one way versus another and you're uncertain I would say a practice that one can do is to go 
into the past of what's already worked for them individually mm-hmm. and to bring it up visually and make it as bright and big as possible and then from that state then go into the context of what that decision mm. and then your unconscious if you continue to train that as part of a muscle then your unconscious will guide you more and more into better and better decisions of mm. what's right for you when it's right for you mm. so that would be um, one practice uh, second practice is you know doing something every day Mm-hmm. that puts you into flow right um, for some people it's meditation uh, priming mm-hmm. um, but you know what's the what's the activity that you do where you're just not really thinking about it and you you know uh, uh, or a, a gift you have mm-hmm. you know some people play music mm-hmm. you know some people sing like whatever speaks to them where they put themselves in that state of just being mm-hmm. being present now mm-hmm. um, and doing that as a you know daily practice or consistent practice mm-hmm. so that that feeling is is there versus ah uh, when i when i win the the grammys then i feel like i achieved something and then right. that lasts for like a, a minute right and mm-hmm. then you have to wait to win another grammy before you feel that's right i've met so many peak performers um throughout my journey where one they don't acknowledge themselves and then mm-hmm. they only feel that they feel like it's flow when they have that achievement but it's only very brief mm-hmm. so consistently putting yourself in a state mm-hmm. that just feels right to you mm-hmm. right and so people like um, dance you know the mm-hmm. dance every day why why wait that's one of the things I discovered about my journey mm-hmm. it's like why wait till uh, events festivals or you know to dance what if what if you could just dance every mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. what if I you love could that. dance through life yeah like again, that's what resonates with me personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, Keep doing it, by the way. I, I, yeah, for sure. I, I am. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, do something that just resonates with your truth, even yeah. when you know there's no external like um, uh, acknowledgement or just something that speaks to your truth. It mm. could be, you know, uh, boxing. It could be golfing. Like whatever puts you in that state. Mm. Um, whatever puts you in that state, and then. F- so you have that feeling within you. Mm. You know, you ever like have certain days where things just seems to go your way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, things are just flowing. You mm-hmm. know, you feel like uh, unstoppable or you mm-hmm. feel like just a rhythm to things. Mm-hmm. Find ways to put yourself into that rhythm mm-hmm. and then watch how that can apply to other parts mm-hmm. of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, would be the second. Mm-hmm. Um, third would be, yeah, I would, I would, uh, more understand and mm-hmm. read it. There's a book, uh, Stealing Fire that mm-hmm. I've been reading. Stephen Kotler. Stephen Kotler. Jamie yeah. Wheel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, reading about flow. Mm. Uh, I feel like at times there's blockages. Mm-hmm in us mm-hmm. and that could come from fear that could come from hesitation mm-hmm. to understand this concept of flow mm-hmm. I would I would uh, highly recommend um, reading more about mm-hmm. um, you know why are some people just like in that state all the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and what are the patterns around that that mm-hmm. one can mod- model after mm-hmm. so I would say the third thing is just learning more about flow and how to bring more flow into 
Beautiful. Lives. I want to actually add one more by Josh Waitzkin. Mm. He wrote it in The Art of Learning. Mm. Uh, Josh Waitzkin uh, was the inspiration for this movie called Finding Bobby Fischer. I think that's the name. And he was one of the youngest chess prodigy. He won the world champion at his level at eight years old. And, um, and has since actually went out of chess and be a world champion in Pushan Tai Chi. He now is a black belt in Jiu-Jitsu. So he really is a master of learning. Mm. Like the, the meta aspect of learning, he's yeah. a master of that. So one thing that he said about tapping into flow is, is this. So there are certain things that he naturally do that would put him in flow naturally. For him was playing with his kids mm-hmm. or his kid rather. <clears throat> he would then add a habit, an anchoring habit. Ah, nice. Before he naturally would play with his kid. Yeah. So as a way to anchor that flow state mm-hmm. and then will train himself to get into that state faster and faster so instead of say 15 minutes before he play with his kid he would then shorten it to 10 minutes to five minutes to then one minute and actually put himself in that state so that he can recall that flow state whenever he wants before a push hand competition or before a serious chest you know competition things like that so that's another way to look at um, instead of generating from nothing, yeah. cultivating flow state yeah. from meditation or whatever it may be yeah. to just anchor it to whatever it is that you naturally do anyway. So yes. that's another way to do it. Uh, I think that's uh, beautifully shared. Um, anchoring as a way to bring back that state, like mm-hmm. doing something unique mm-hmm. or a feeling in your body or a visual anchor or even music can mm-hmm. anchor. Mm-hmm. Like, like play a specific song mm-hmm. when you are, uh, you know, absolutely just being in flow. Mm-hmm. Like just doing something that, you know, uh, whether it's like, let's say, uh, playing a guitar, mm-hmm. right? Like let's say you know, somebody just flowing through guitar, playing a certain music and that anchors it. And then so when they come up with a challenge or mm-hmm. there's a challenge that arises, playing that same music and then mm-hmm. seeing from that like ah oh, more choice can emerge mm. and more perspective of how to address that challenge love it thank you yeah. actually there's one thing I forgot to ask you about peer group mm. yes because you're now running with different uh, level of people at the platinum group mm-hmm. how does that change you or help you maintain level of uh, flow state or taking bigger actions or beyond you know what you think is possible things like that any any want to say speak about that a little bit yes. the importance of peer group yes i would say um peer groups is uh very important because of who you choose to surround yourself mm-hmm. with like i mentioned earlier you're the you can be the average of the five or six people around mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. um for me personally it's elevated me uh, to uh, a new standard Mm-hmm. of what I set for myself mm-hmm. by learning and growing and sharing with others mm-hmm. who are like-minded mm-hmm. and on this path, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, you know, I'm part of a, a accountability group um, where we come together and we share like, you know, our top 5%, bottom 5%. Mm-hmm. It's important 
to have like a mastermind group mm-hmm. uh, and they talk about this uh, most people know Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich mm-hmm. um, there's also uh, a secondary book Law of Success mm-hmm. that I found incredible and talks a lot about this mm-hmm. um, by being able to bounce ideas and to share the victories the, the, the battles the defeats there's something about that where you create like a you know you create a an energy that you know is how do you say you create a certain community mindset energy that you'll be able to see things that you wouldn't see just from your perspective mm. a lot of times people think you know uh, the conscious mind has a lot of thoughts mm-hmm. when you express it and you're able to you know express your outcome to your peer group you're able to express your goals once once you say it out loud there's just some there's something about that mm-hmm. that makes it more real mm-hmm. that makes it more like you hold yourself accountable to mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. you know because you know if i if I and I noticed this, uh, you know, with my accountability groups, with my mentor and now mentees, you know, by by sharing that, you create this synergistic energy. Mm-hmm. That's just something powerful about growing together mm-hmm. and being able to share in the, you know, and the victories, celebrating the victories. Mm-hmm. So again, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, uh, we don't celebrate it enough, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the acknowledgement of what we do mm. or you know who we are and also to be able to brainstorm about the challenges to get different perspective I found so insightful mm-hmm. because you'll be able to see like oh there's another way to look at it mm-hmm. so the power of the peer group you know um, uh, since uh, since joining uh, Tony's um, uh, platinum partners I just felt so I feel so grief uh, grateful Mm-hmm. Um, of just learning from each other, mm-hmm. you know. There's a level of um, open-mindedness and community that um, I really feel like uh, mm-hmm. a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. I'm very uh, honored to be part of that, mm-hmm. and uh, even just among also my uh, accountability groups and uh, the people I have around me. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for sharing. You know, one of the things that I mean, I share with you privately, and people may not know about it, is because I hold these masterminds as well, right? Mm-hmm. For entrepreneurs, and we go through transformational experience. Yes. We create a safe container for people to really talk about what needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. And there's certain, you know, there's there's a huge value in that because one of mm-hmm. the mental models I share with people is performance equals flow minus interference. And in a safe container, you can take an honest look about what's interfering with your intention, mm. with your performance, with yes. your goals, where yes. you want to get to. And, and also in that container, in that safe container, you can then speak your intention into being power of speaking, putting yes. words and into a powerful listening of these powerful people that are in the group mm-hmm. that to me you know speaking in a spiritual sense is super powerful because it's not just speaking to nothingness mm. 
in, uh, to the abyss. Yes. You're now speaking to a very powerful listening. And if you do that with the entire group, the ripple effect, it truly accelerates yes. your, from an uh, intention to reality. That's, that's really one of the, the impetus, the reason why I created the group as a way to, um, to help bring more positive changes into the world. Mm-hmm. So, James, I really acknowledge you for sharing your story, your narrative, and you were so generous in sharing with us that truly, I mean, you paid so much money for right? <laughs> the tools, the books, the different mental models. Um, so for people who are inspired by your story, how do they find out about tapping into more of their flow in their life, in their relationships, in their business? Where can they find you? Where can they follow you? So um, right now, I basically uh, first uh, thank you for this uh, opportunity. I'm just so honored again um, to be able to share, um, like you having this amazing platform of sharing your gift um, really makes an impact on people. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So right now, I essentially am doing uh, one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm sharing um, flow sessions mm-hmm. about tapping into uh, different tools and techniques of how to empower people and tapping into their flow. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I can share with you uh, some details uh, afterwards about um, how to get in touch with me. We'll put it in, sh- in the show notes? Yeah, okay. in the show notes. Uh, Great. You know, uh, for the next uh, couple of weeks, right now, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm here in LA, mm-hmm. and I'm just um, I'm just doing all these uh, flow sessions, one-on-one flow sessions, whether through in person or Zoom. Oh, beautiful! Um, so yeah, I'll share with you the details, and the listeners can whoever is interested. All right, amazing! Yeah, thank you so much, James. All right, guys, focus on flow, and do what James told you. And uh, one more thing, I would say is. Be the light that you want to see in the world. With that, have a beautiful rest of the day, guys. Take care. Enjoy.